So I had a notion. Mm -hmm. I figured, you know, because there's like the meme, right? Like the bards, the bards, and they like to, to put their, their dinguses in, in dragons, right? They do, yeah. Or, you know, have, have their various dinguses filled with dragons. Mm -hmm. uh, I was thinking it would be, since this is, you know, the rest of the dragons, the rest of the true dragons, right. uh, we could maybe like rate them based <laughs> on how like mm. not necessarily like like attractiveness right because that's wrong and bad right but like how much you how close yeah they could get to your dingus or like what the best what's the best one to get dingus huh. by the dragon hmm. i felt like that was i think that's a good idea hmm. personally right. or at least i'm gonna do that whether or not uh, okay. you want me to i'll you know what i'll come along for the bit nice, <laughs> yeah, I'll, nice. I'll be there for the bit welcome to tooth and nail the monsters podcast that's what you're <laughs> listening to right now i'm orion lavelle i'm travis mattingly and this is tooth and nail the monster yeah. where we're gonna talk about the rest <laughs> of the the real dragons we're gonna don't forget about that turtle dragon shit <laughs> yeah right that uh, for later. yeah that's for later that's for next time um we're Not talking dingus about adjacent, that no one. no don't don't dingus that one it's much too big <laughs> we're talking about all of the metallic dragons uh so like we mentioned last time there are chromatic dragons and they're all evil and then there are metallic dragons and they're all various shades of good mostly good they're all good Sometimes with asterisks. <laughs> uh, but I do like them. I was kind of concerned, like, it was going to be kind of stodgy. They're mostly, like, like weird. Like, yeah. they're quirky. It's kind of fun. Yeah, this is where all of the dragon personality went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I like it quite a bit. And, like, the mechanical stuff is quite cool. That They all get, like, an alternate breath that is just a mess. Yeah. Like, just a lot. <laughs> For sure. Uh, and there are a couple of layer actions in there that are quite cool as well. And, like, the design work is, like, they all have really striking silhouettes. Like, I last time I said that silver dragons are my favorite, and I think I still think that. But they're like brass dragons are really cool looking. They're my favorite. <laughs> and and copper dragons are really cool looking. I've and... come around on how bronze dragons look as well, but we'll mm. get we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited. I thought this was gonna be kind of boring, but I'm gonna do my best to not dwell on all the mechanical stuff. If you're <laughs> interested in what a dragon fight might look like, I heartily suggest you go back and look at Draco Liches and Shadow Dragons, because that's when we talk about like how the fights articulate. We're probably gonna breeze past all the mechanical stuff except for the things that are like hyper specific to that kind of dragon. Yeah, like the brand new stuff. Yeah, yeah. So come along with us as we uh, get on. Is the thing from Neverending Story? That's a dragon, right? Oh as god! We, <laughs> as we hop on our Florgen. Dogdrin, as we climb aboard our Dogdrin and take off into our uh, never-ending story of our own. Sorry, 80s kids. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Fal Falcor? Falcor! Is that's the one! I couldn't remember if that was Falcor, if Falcor was something different, like no. strong bad. Like it was some <laughs> fucking... Falcor! <laughs> now I can't the day. Falcor. That's the... <laughs> I was like... <laughs> no, no, it's Falcor. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> So, in terms of the lore that we get for metallic dragons, we the book tells us that they are all uniformly good. They seek to preserve and protect, viewing themselves, as the book says, as one powerful race among the many races that have a place in the world, right? So they are combined with the, the good peoples of the lands uh, in various shades of, like, 
solidarity, right? So, like, silver dragons are way more social than, like, gold dragons and whatever. Right. Um, the book tells us that they do hoard stuff. All dragons hoard stuff. These guys do it more, like, academically of a sort. The book tells us that they, like, investigate and collect stuff. And they tend to have, like, just, like, relics of long past ages in order to just kind of figure out what they're about or yeah there's like that there's like that angle and a couple of them have the angle of like i have this to protect you all from this thing yeah and i love that yeah that's also (laughs) quite cool i'm a concerned dragon citizen and i'm keeping this this eye of vecna this this belongs (laughs) with me right now uh and that's also quite cool um, the book tells us that, and also, like, what a great reward, right? Like, you know, especially for, like, uh, like a chaotic neutral rogue or whatever that's like, <laughs> we've made friends we with this right gold dragon. dragon. They d- it's only fair that I get my piece, right? And so, I'm gonna, ooh, what's this sword? <laughs> Cursed. <laughs> uh, which, you know, is just a fun parable, if nothing else. Uh, so, the book tells us that um dragons they do hoard right like it is a proper hoard and metallic dragons even they are kind of loath to get rid of the stuff that they've collected the book tells us that they uh, can be persuaded to part with stuff they have as long as it's you know for the greater good but because dragons live thousands of years their like perspective is a little bit skewed and so the book tells us that it can be kind of hard to like convince a dragon <laughs> that it is indeed for the greater good like they don't quite figure get it. out what the dragon's idea of the greater good is yeah right like <laughs> oh this necromancer is a bad guy but i've lived four thousand years and i've seen a trillion necromancers i knew his great 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 grandfather yeah. was a necromancer yeah what's he gonna do <laughs> you know and that's that's always good fun thing. Uh, so the book tells us that you kind of have to like either like hard convince them, like hard sell, or bribe them in various ways, which is still kind of cool, right? Like I again, like good with an asterisk is a is a pretty good indicator of what these guys are about. Yeah. More uh, interestingly, or at least to my mind, more, more interestingly, they are a whole mess of Gandalfs. We talked about this a little <laughs> bit with Quaddles back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but this is the kind of dragon that like shapeshifts all the time into just like good regular, good regular folk. Which I didn't know going into the whole dragon thing that that was just a metallic dragon thing. Yeah, I thought it was just dragons. Yeah, but no, I, I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> uh, and I guess you know it might be like kind of broken to put it on evil dragons. Cause yeah, that is... there's that, and it's probably like something about like the purity Ego. of the dragon yeah. form. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get that. So, so yeah, so every single metallic dragon can shape change. Uh, more or less at will like they can just transform into whatever they want to be so this is like we mentioned back in the day with coattles like really good like gandalf the gray stuff oh this kindly wizard is just giving me a bunch of money and like a really cool sword thanks man (laughs) wonder where he got it no time to ask yeah oh well and then you know three or four sessions later it's a dragon surprise that old chestnut surprise they were a dragon the whole time whole damn time (laughs) and kind of like uh keeping that tone of like a Gandalf the book tells us that most of these dragons they prefer to like stay away from civilization so you're not going to find president gold dragon oh, yeah. uh because they don't want to like engender enemies and whatnot like they don't want to gather gather foes or have their secrets revealed uh so they usually kind of hang out on the edge of town which is still like a cool like oh the weird old hermit that always has like really good cakes they were a silver dragon the whole time. It does make it a lot more like if those are the only kinds of shape-shifting dragons that your party knows, it does make it a lot more fun to put like a bold silver dragon in there who's just yeah, walking around. through the streets. Just... Yeah. yeah, we'll get to silver dragons in a minute, <laughs> but they do do some fun stuff that I like. Um, 
here's a fun thing. Uh, gold. So dragons, again, they live a million billion years. They tend to be, it's like that dragon ego. They tend to like have very uh, unchangeable thoughts about a certain person. So they're the, very sure. Yeah, yeah, they're very <laughs> sure. Uh, they make really strong opinions very, <laughs> very quickly. Uh, so the book tells us that they will like smell bloodlines, right? So they don't, they don't remember necessarily you as a person, but they remember your familial line more likely because they can just like smell it on you. Uh, so the book tells us that like this can be somewhat... Uh, of a problem depending on how your ancestors were right so the book tells us like for example a gold dragon might be easily duped by some evil dude just because their granddad you know a hundred years ago was a really cool guy yeah, had a good heart maybe gave some money to some children yeah like... conversely you can be like a paladin of bahamut and the dragon might not like you because your uncle like stole their shit once or something <laughs> Uh, and that's that's quite cool and good, and I like it because it does provide like an immediate uh, in in terms of like role playing stuff, right? Like it gives a good in, and it also makes for an interesting, good like personal boundary for a character. Yeah. Because like interacting with your backstory and stuff is neat, but if interacting with your backstory comes in the form of this dragon will not help yeah. your party because your great uncle did something shitty, you're yeah. like. What do I do? Uh, what do I do, God? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of an immediate, and if nothing else, it's like a cheap kind of comical barrier to entry, right? Like, yeah. why isn't the gold dragon just gonna go kill the necromancer for me? Oh, it's because Uncle Jeff was a jerk. <laughs> Told me dragons were stupid. Yeah, and I never let go, and I never forgave, and I never forgot. Smog. Very lastly, we get a little treatise on Bahamut, who is like the god of dragons, the god of metallic dragons, the god of good dragons, the platinum dragon. Uh, it's very kind of, you know, he hangs out in Mount Celestia, uh, but sometimes does the dragon thing where he just transforms into something and heads down into the material plane in order to just like hang out. Fun little detail. <laughs> uh, Bahamut, when he's in his humanoid form... The book tells us that he usually, like, is accompanied by seven golden canaries, all of which are golden dragons that have shapeshifted. And that is, especially with what we get later, like, the gold dragons are the ones that are, like, the most done with everything. I don't like shapeshifting. I'm done with everything. And I love the idea of, like, oh, I drew the short straw. I have to go do canary duty. I've got to go be God's posse. Yeah, like, compare that to Solars, who are, like, the 12 most noble warriors of the heavens. They're just, like, seven, like, I'm the the eldest, most gold dragon. Oh, I gotta go be Tweety Bird for a little bit. For my boss. Bye. I just love that Bahamut is just, like, uh, just a dude in peasant robes on the street. Because, mm -hmm. like, if he picks the wrong town, like, there, someone may stab a peasant. Yeah. For fun. That's great. And then, oops. Oops, all it's dragons. It's God and seven <laughs> ancient dragons. Oh. Oh. Learned my lesson, <laughs> methinks. A, a city disappeared off the map yesterday. That's gotta be good. That almost makes me want to do, like, a, um... You know, like a one shot where we all pick our favorite D and D gods, because <laughs> I kind of love that idea of like, all right, be very careful. I cannot take damage, or else everything <laughs> goes wrong. I'm Bahamut. I have one HP in this disguise, and I need you all to be right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite cool. If if this goes off, it's Ragnarok. <laughs> 
we're gonna Ragnarok everything if I that's, get a paper cut. That's the session. It's like Dungeons and Dragons colon Ragnarok. Oh yeah, like <laughs> in canon, it's like the eighty seventh time they've tried to do this gathering, uh, and then every single time the world ends. That would be a fun one shot. There you go. Take that. But yeah, that is generally dragon lore. Uh, so let's go into brass dragons, right? First one on the list. Yeah. Artistically, they're like pretty, pretty rad. They're like the, um, they're the, they're Travis's favorite. Yep. They, they, they have like these really kind of like crowning fin kind of things sticking out of their heads. Yeah. The, the, the face of it almost reminds me of an Ornstein mm-hmm. from Dark Souls, but it's missing the middle bit. Yeah. But yeah. it is like just kind of like a, a plated fin. Yeah. Like a fin plate, which is cool. Uh, I gotta say, so you talked a big game about the fins. That is not my favorite thing about this dragon. I love the way its wings articulate into its tail. That's that's what I mean. Oh. I love like the fin-like wings oh. that stretch down the body into the tail. That's yeah. my favorite part. It's like a big soaring fan. Yeah, it's like a manta ray or something. It's really, really cool. I love that design. It's like, yeah, so like, and I don't know if we've mentioned this, like, I, I don't know how to say I, this yeah, properly, but like, <laughs> it's, it's wing meat, uh, like a kite. <laughs> sort of extends all the way down to the tip of its tail, kind of making it look like a leaf or like a... Yeah, leaf-like yeah, is good. Yeah, like a leaf. And it's it's very pretty. Like, I like it quite a bit. Um, beyond yeah. that, I mean, it's dragon-shaped, right? Very, very ripped. It's got breast scales uh, and spines all over, right? It's got dragon face. It's kind of got, uh, like, little chin goatee horn. Yeah, it does. Uh, have, it does have kind of a double chin, which thing, like makes yeah. it look kind, right? Like this is kind of a dragon trope thing, and I think it's quite cute, or at least very like, oh, this is good guy dragon. You yeah. can tell by its dragon goatee. <laughs> I love, um, in particular, and I don't necessarily know that this is actually true, but it feels like the good dragons they tend to have like a little bit more, um, like like actual face, right? So like yeah. black dragons have like a skull and. Yeah, or, like, white dragons have, like, crazy, like, you know, Disney crocodile shapes going on. Uh, brass dragons, like, its face kind of looks like a person face, right? Like, it has a brow and, like, a, a snout, yes, but, like, a friendly snout. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know maybe this is mean, just, like, though. bias. Or... I know what you mean, though, because, like, almost all of them have, like, <laughs> characteristics. Like, expressive yeah. faces. The only one that doesn't, in my opinion, is the silver dragon, but it has, but its like, face a shape is so, like, doofy face. that it has fun face. Yeah. Yes, exactly. No, I, it's, it's a thing I was thinking about. It looks like all of the metallic dragons have, like, lips. Yeah. Like, it, they, they yeah. just look like the movie dragon that speaks. Yeah. Instead of an angry dragon that breathes fire. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think, like, I you couldn't convince me that a green dragon could talk words normally. Yeah. But, like, this has, like, mouth muscles. Like and... the white dragon beak. Yeah. Like, that doesn't really yeah. articulate speaking. Yeah. This looks like it could be, like, social and talk and whatnot, and which is good, because that's what they do, actually. It helps because he's sort of also smiling. <laughs> yeah. He does have a little bit of a little... Yeah, he's got a little bit of a... The end of his mouth pokes up into a cheek. Mm -hmm. A little Winn-Dixie going on. (laughs) Uh, I do want to mention, really quick, I love its, uh, like, chest scales, the way that they curve, kind of like, um... So, like, on the side, they get, like, two little divots. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, And that's just a cool pattern to me. (laughs) I like that they stretch all the way down, all the way on the underside, all Mm. the way down to the tail. Yeah. I like that it's just one good solid like armor plating yeah 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 i 
I like the way this guy's shaped quite a bit. I'm not like the face fins have never been my favorite kind of thing for ah. any particular reason. Generally uh, they aren't, but I don't know why it does it for me on this one. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why, but I do love its wings quite a bit. Yeah. Um, show me some old ones. Yeah. Are they so is do they I, keep this like wing pattern in the others? The the third edition one is pretty much like a. It looks like when they were designing or when they had the artist do this one, they specifically gave them the third edition art. Mm. Uh, but fourth edition is like a flying action shot, which is definitely nice. the cover of a young adult book. Oh somewhere. yeah, yeah. Christopher Paolini is gonna sniff that out <laughs> right quick. Uh, but third edition is just like Ooh. the same picture, yeah, but, but like a little bit older. more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's nice. Uh, it has less of the green on the wings, which yeah, you know. yeah. I would say that the color job is better in five E, but you yeah. know, the, it's a lot more like it's there are a lot of like darker shadows and and more uh, severe shadows in that picture. Yeah, and then um. <laughs> And then first and second edition, I guess, yes. back in the day, they were more like, let's make him a Komodo dragon or something. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, so he used to just be kind of... Yeah, they still kind of have the silhouette. Yeah. And the God, the... I love that one's face. <laughs> the face is real good. <laughs> it has two little chin hairs. Yeah. Uh, it still sort of has fin-like wings, totally misses out on the, the all the way to the tail thing. Yeah. Tail is weird on this second yeah, edition. Yeah, it's more like a, like a leaf that extends like yeah. if it was made out of play-doh and they stretched it yeah so not a fan of the old ones which sucks because i usually really like the old ones i like the head shape for first edition quite a bit <laughs> that's, ah! fair. that's fair like uh, that. but i do very much like third and fifth. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah in terms of the lore what they're about uh brass dragons they say that they're the most gregarious of the ones they're definitely the talkative ones so to speak this is kind of like the most good with an asterisk one uh and i kind of love it for, yeah. for that reason I, I do like how the first sentence implies that they need conversation like they need sunlight yeah yeah exactly <laughs> they they crave conversation sunlight in hot dry climates uh and those are the three things that's their maslow's hierarchy <laughs> um the book tells us that what they are about is conversation like first and foremostly uh they generally like like conversation is their treasure in a way like aside from actual treasure uh the book tells us that they'll often like give gifts in exchange for having really cool meaningful conversations with interesting people uh they love talking so much <laughs> that they will just not stop and it becomes kind of like a looney tunes-esque experience of like the book tells us if they walk away the dragon will follow them if they like use magic to get away the dragon will like get more interested like a almost like a ho coquettish are we and will like chase you down uh using their own magic or whatever uh in its most severe cases <laughs> they will use their breath attacks uh not the fire breath. Not the though. fire breath attack. Uh, <laughs> all all metallic dragons, they get an alternate breath attack. This one's asleep. <laughs> uh, and they will definitely sandman you uh, to do what the book says is just bury you like the scorpion king in the sand. <laughs> uh, and then just talk to you that like way. The scorpion king. And make you a literal captive audience. Yeah. Or just kind of wake, you'll wake up with a whole dragon's paw. Yeah. Just holding you down as it's like, so anyway. Yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> and then it just keeps going on. Which, like, I think is the one instance that this is not, like, kind of fun, right? Yeah. Like, it's definitely played for, like, cartoons. So there I was. Yeah. Uh, which is quite, like, funny. I don't know. I think it was, I think it's quite fun. Like, I, I sure. like this detail quite a bit. If nothing else is, like, a bit for, 
you know, especially like, oh, high stakes, we're about to go kill Vecna or whatever. I love a dragon that can provide you a bit. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's quite good. Uh, the book tells us that they uh, tend to be like a little, like they can be shrewd, right? Like they can be tricksy, uh, not as tricksy as a dragon we'll get to later. Uh, but if they, as much as they like people, they can kind of tell when they're being duped and instead of, you know, bringing down the fire and brimstone, they'll like start to make a game of it. And, you know, it turns into, whoa, 50s, uh, <laughs> Neil Simon farce. In terms of their like preferred treasure, all the dragons prefer a certain kind of treasure. Uh, metallic dragons are no different. In terms of the bla- brass dragon, they like uh, magic items that are intelligent, right? They, they, like, they like sentient magic items. So they will do their best to hoard like swords, uh, that have personalities, right? Like magic items can have personalities in this game. Um, they book mentions that they'll also have like gin, uh, various various genies bound to lamps, and boy, wouldn't I... that be a thing for a, an elemental? The idea of walking into a dragon's cave and it's sitting in like a semicircle with two swords and a genie, uh-huh. and it's just talking to yeah. all of them, and you have to be like. All right. <sighs> we need. Mm, all right. <laughs> I love the idea of like the they talk to the genie and the, the genie in private, and it's just like I fucking hate my life. Get me out of here, please. This is the worst possible thing. You must free me from this torment. It will not stop. Six thousand years. It has not stopped in six thousand years. It hasn't years. made a single wish. <laughs> <laughs> and the book tells us, uh, you know, because they hang out in like deserts and whatnot, that they usually just kind of bury their stuff in the sand. Right? Yeah. Um. Truthfully, like, this is, like, I, I feel like it's a little too intense. I would not want it to dingus me uh, if I were a bard. <laughs> You're right, I forgot about the ding- dingusometer yeah. here. Yeah, in ter- on the dingusometer, it's definitely small. It's definitely on the minimal scale of the dingusometer, just because I... Consider, though, yeah, it does have, a, basically, a full-body snuggy blanket in its wings yes that is quite good it does good. have a full wrap body snuggie that's quite good however it will then not stop talking yeah to you. it will <laughs> it will pillow talk forever was that good for you is only you know yeah. 700 times in yeah. the span of 30 minutes yeah it comes across a little desperate but maybe like if you're the kind of person like you know for a bard specifically they'll always be interested in your stories so that's something just to sure. consider. I feel like this is not uh, a metric that you can give a number to. Like, I don't think you can IGN this. Yeah, I don't think one through uh, ten is going to be enough. No. So, you know, we'll leave it like a uh, negative. Eh, negative. <laughs> um, it's like Steam reviews. Yeah, we yeah. Mostly negative. Would not recommend, yeah. but... <laughs> but I do have 300 hours on record, so you can trust me. <laughs> you can Because the dragon didn't stop talking for 300 hours. <laughs> In terms of their mechanical stuff... Uh, they are, like we said, their their special breath thing is that they can uh, do do like a sleepy time breath. Uh, their stats are about what you would expect, right? So all dragons all, all have like crazy high armor classes. In this one, it's 20. Uh, it has a CR 20. They get their, and we're kind of focusing on the ancient dragons because that's where the good, good stuff is. Yeah. Um, they, in terms of their like stats stuff, uh, all of the dragons, all of the metallic dragons they get special skills um in this case in addition to the perception and the stealth that all dragons get they also have a history and a persuasion as well because they're you know they're good conversationalists they Um, know a lot about a lot of things yeah 
they all get the legendary actions, they all get the legendary resistances. In terms of their, like, lair actions and stuff, because, you know, all the legendary actions, they still get all the legendary ancient dragons, they all still get cool lair actions and stuff. In this case, um, on, in, on their income 20, they can, like, summon a big, strong wind around them, and every creature within 60 feet of the dragon has to succeed on a DC 15 strength save, or be pushed 15 feet away and knocked prone. This will also, like, extinguish flames in the area, uh, and, like, disperse various wind effects and whatnot, so if you're trying to stinking cloud the dragon, that ain't gonna work. The other thing they can do is they can summon a whole big sandstorm in a 20-foot radius uh, around some point that the dragon can see without a, within 120 feet of it, uh, and basically you gotta succeed on a DC 15 con save or be blinded for a minute, but you can repeat the save at the end of each of your turns. Yeah. Okay, basic stuff. Honestly, like, these are all good creatures, you're probably not gonna fight them, so yeah. I'm more interested in talking about this vis-a-vis, -vis, like, how you would use it in a larger fight, right? Like, oh, we're fighting three Baylors. Suddenly, we hear a roar behind us. It's our friend, Godric, the dragon. <laughs> yeah, and since we most likely aren't going to fight them, I was interested in regional effects yeah. very much. Yeah, of and course. And I adore, actually, <laughs> these regional effects. Yeah. Because I'm so used to, like, the, oh, everything is shitty around where this person is, and yeah. everything's bad. Yeah. But no, this one is, the very first one is it's precious. It's so cute. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> tracks appear in the sand within six miles of the dragon's lair. The tracks lead to safe shelters and hidden water sources, while also leading away from areas the dragon prefers remain undisturbed. I love that so it's much. It's so cute. Yeah, like, oh, I can't, I can't get caught, but I can't <laughs> leave these people lost in the desert. Where's water? All right, there you go. <laughs> I I created an oasis over there, and now the tracks will leave them there. It's yeah, just... it's so good. I love it. And I love, like, if you're on a quest to find the dragon in particular, <laughs> like, I love the sudden, like, the slow realization that, like, oh, these tracks are there deliberately. We have found so many shelters and oasises, but not the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> on, like, the sixth time, there's a little present that's like, sorry, bud, <laughs> you can't find me, but here's, like, a nice little tea set for you. Every oasis we find, there's, like, another gift. This one had a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so that's quite fun. Uh, the other regional effect, they get three. Uh, the second one they get is that images of large or smaller monsters haunt the desert sands within a mile of the dragon's lair. Uh, they're basically just illusory. They hang out. They don't do any damage. Um, but they are just another way of, like, stay out, you know. Uh, and you can, with a DC-20 investigation check, you can recognize them as illusions. It's I just like... another, like, keep out sign. I like that the DC is so high because, like, it does imply that it would take, you would have to, like, decide you're gonna fight it. Yeah. To realize it's not real. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like all these large illusions of monsters running around and every adventuring party is like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah. Ah! And then uh, it's nothing. Yeah, until it, like, bites you and does no damage because the dragon couldn't bear itself. <laughs> it, like, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't live with itself if they did that. <laughs> Oops, the one monster that's real. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oop. and then, um, very, ooh, that's actually not a bad, like, if you were trying to make it. There's all illusions in this desert. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, God. Yeah. Or, like, that would be a fun gotcha. Alternatively, like, I like the idea of making, like, if you're trying to make an NPC out of this dragon, like, it just spends all its time patrolling its land because it's really deathly afraid that the the one real monster might kill whoever is trying to find him which is also really good because if the party sees like a dragon and they're like it's just an illusion <laughs> no it's bullshit oh good i'm safe 
And then very lastly, whenever a creature with an intelligence of three or higher comes within 30 feet of a water source within a mile of the dragon's lair, the dragon becomes aware of the creature's presence, right? It's just another, like, friend, <laughs> right? Like, if they choose to, to want to talk, uh, they, they now know where their friends are. Alternatively, uh, they... And honestly, like, this almost, like, that paired with the tracks thing... It almost feels like it's a, it's a hustle. them in so that he can talk to them. Yeah, it almost feels less kind and more, you know, <laughs> malicious. Like, oh, finally, somebody I could talk to, uh, which is quite cool and good. It, if a little bit, uh, a little bit uncomfortable. Well, yeah. yeah. In terms of the rest of their stats, like I said, they get a fire breath, uh, you know, 60 foot, 60 foot line as opposed to a cone, which is kind of neat. Um, you have to make a DC 18 deck save or take 49, 13d6 fire damage. Alternatively... If you're an adult or you're... Yep. <laughs> oh, is it a line? Oop. Yeah. No, it's still a line. It's 90 foot It's line, 90 foot line. So yeah, was, yeah, so I was... Uh, I, I was, was confused. I was like, what? Sorry. Uh, 90 foot line, 10 feet wide, DC 21 deck save, take 56, 16d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Alternatively... They can do uh, the... And the, both of these breath weapons are in a recharge 5 or 6. The other one, they get the sleep breath, like we talked about. 90-foot cone, DC 21 con save, or you just pass out for 10 minutes. Of Which course, is wild! Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's like, didn't the Quattle have something similar? Like a sleep powder or I whatever? the bite, right? Yeah. Didn't that knock people out? Yeah. It's just like, I'm so... It makes me so mad at the spell sleep, because yeah. the spell sleep is so, so trash. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yup. Uh, but these ones are good. And this is like, of course, so all the dragons have kind of non-lethal alternatives for their breath, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, this one makes everything pass out for 10 minutes until somebody wakes them up or takes damage. Um, so, of course, in a larger fight, this is good crowd control, obviously, for, for the hell demons or whatever. <laughs> the last thing that can in, it can do uh, that we haven't spoken about is the thing that all of the metallic dragons can do, uh, which is change shape, like I said. Basically, whenever they want, they can use an action to polymorph into a humanoid or a beast that has a challenge rating no higher than their own, i.e. anyone. Uh, so it could turn into a level 20 person. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like... Yeah, like, well. Um, they can revert back to their true form on their action or if they die and all their stuff gets absorbed or is variously worn by, by their new form, Dragon's Choice. This is all, like polymorph stuff right so when they transform into their new form they keep their alignment and their hit points oh they keep their hit points so you don't even have to worry bahamut about getting paper cut back into into thing oh so there you go oh i thought it worked like the spell change shape or shape change or no whatever. no it's a oh. whole it's this whole i completely forgot that that's how it works uh so there's that alternatively i do like the idea of like oh <laughs> just fucking like 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 Loth runs through our party <laughs> wizard and it just goes straight through and they're totally fine. <laughs> That's weird. Hmm. Everybody protect the wizard. No, I'm fine. <laughs> no, you go, good. You go worry, worry about, about yourselves. <laughs> uh, ain't gonna be no problem for me, no, sir. <laughs> they also keep their intelligence, their mental stats, uh, and all of their legendary resistances and also any lair actions that they have as well. And I do love the idea of like, no, I, I feel like I don't want to be disintegrated right now. <laughs> says Gandalf, <laughs> which is quite good. No. Yeah. Otherwise, all the rest of their stuff is replaced, except for uh, any, like, class features or legendary actions that they have. 
So that's good. Like I said, this is like um, with the, the blinding stuff and whatnot, this feels like kind of a debuff, like crowd control kind of dragon. If you happen to have one on the on your side, this is a good. I feel like uh, if we're if the Bard Dingus scale is one scale, <laughs> the other scale would be like how nice this dragon would be to be the helpful dragon, right? Because we don't want to have a dragon that does all the work for the players. Right. I feel like this one that is purely like, I'll set them up, you knock them down is a good is a good choice yeah because like it's basically like one big one round hold person yeah <laughs> because like once you hit the things they wake back up yeah but it's a real good very quick just yeah hold on one second achoo and everyone Ugh. falls asleep and everyone passes out <laughs> and then the players can do cool player stuff no problem <laughs> and then i'll i'll be back later <laughs> it's like a summon in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. yeah just comes exactly. in breathes on things and then goes goodbye mm-hmm Second up is the bronze dragon. Uh, in terms of their art, they look like more traditional dragons. They kind of have Triceratops head, uh, where they have this like really long like plate on on their brow yeah. with a whole bunch of horns and whatnot sticking out. Whereas I'm not super jazzed about their their meat, their design meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like uh, I've come around on the like the color schemes and how yeah. They've portrayed it yeah it's this very like bright bronze which is quite cool honestly like this is kind of the most standard looking dragon uh it has like one long fin that extends along its back yeah it's got cool like stripes it's yeah. got green stripes down its neck and arms yeah and i like its wing coloration as well how it kind of like yeah. goes from darker greens to brighter bronzes yeah uh that's quite cool it also has like chin horns which i'm also always into chin horns that's fair yeah um, but beyond that, it's kind of the most, like, I feel like this is the most standard-looking dragon. Uh, there isn't too much to say about it. Their lore is also kind of, feels a little bit more standard. There's nothing, like, really particularly crazy about this one. These guys are the ocean dwellers, basically, right? Like, they hang out on the coasts mm. and eat fish and basically just, like, help out sailors. Functionally, like the book tells us, they just hang out, watch ships that go up and down, uh, and if the ship is in trouble and they're good enough dudes, they might swoop in and kind of help things. Or occasionally, the book tells us they will uh, transform into either a bird or a rat or whatever and just uh, hang out on the ship, <laughs> kind of get a sense of what's on the hold. And if they find something cool, like, oh, they got a really neat whatever, like gold bar or treasure <laughs> spell or whatever. Right. Uh, the dragon will then like just show up and talk to the captain and try to barter with them. <laughs> Uh, in order to get it, which is kind of cool. Like, I love the vi- visual of, like, that suddenly this dude you've never seen before <laughs> shows up, and you're in the middle of the ocean. He's just on your ship. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, wearing real nice clothes. Yeah, definitely not a stowaway. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, that's quite fun. These dragons, they're a little bit more warlike, right? So, um, brass dragons, they tend to, like, chill out. Uh, and then there are a couple more dragons that do just kind of like sit on the sidelines. These ones are a little bit more like, oh, if there is evil going on, like they're lawful good, right? If there's evil going on, I'm gonna go fight it. Yeah. Uh, so these ones are particularly like, uh, whenever there's a fight around their lair, they again kind of like scope out the situation. And if there's a, a definitive good side to the fight, they will join that good side, which is cool. I love that idea of like, oh my God, we're fighting the dread pirates. And then all of a sudden, which is a cool, fun idea. I, I love the the idea that, like, if it can't really figure out which side is good, it flies down into the middle and is like, all right, everyone, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Who's evil here? <laughs> you have an eye patch. That doesn't seem good for you guys. It doesn't sit well. I knew a guy with an eye patch once. Mm, nice, yep. <laughs> 200 years ago. Didn't much care for him. You're on thin ice, mister. 
Alternatively, uh, if they if they're not fighting, they will be looting sunken ships, uh, which also feels like a good like. Oh, we could fight all better if they were evil pirates. Let's go find some treasure that's sunken, <laughs> and then oh my god, emerald weapon from Final Fantasy VII, topical. Of course. Uh, I love the idea of just finding a big dragon underneath the water is more or less what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I love, there's like one thing where it's like, oh, there's a dragon in this sunken ship protecting the loot. But I love the idea of going in and seeing a dragon like Like, rifling through this ship. Just like, hmm, I wonder what's in this place. Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. Kind of interestingly, uh, this is one of the few dragons that will like, Kind of, that's like more mercenary, right? The book tells us that if they get embroiled in some sort of conflict, they will kind of like sell their combat services uh, to to whatever side of good is is willing to to pay. Um, kind of cutely, like they'll barter for it. It's not like, uh, oh, if you don't have this amount of money, I'll leave. It's more of like, uh, oh, if you don't have this amount of money, what else you got? Uh, and the book will tell us sometimes it's just like a ceremonial item or whatever, like. I'll Just take like stories and books about your old wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or alternatively, they're they're willing to fight evil uh, if the evil has something that would be better off in their horde, right? Whatever, like Aya Vecna or, or what have you. Yeah. In terms of their layer stuff, kind of getting into the mechanical things, unless there are some really cool older dragon uh, uh, pictures. Like... It's it's funny that you said that he looked very standard. It looked like a very standard dragon because the fourth uh, is such a like poster on the wall yeah, of the dragon. Yeah. I could not tell you what this dragon is if you were like, guess what metallic dragon this is. Yeah, that definitely looks like a dragon age. Yeah. Like, here I am, I'm dragon. Third is just kind of like yeah, this one. But, dragon. Yeah, and then... Second wow, is dragon. Just, I'm dragon. Yeah. And first, Blue, is, first I'm is doofy dragon. I'm from Dragon Tales. <laughs> yeah. So but dragons. Yeah, it's pretty much just dragon. Yeah. In terms of their lair actions, uh, they can create a fog uh, around the the area as though it were the fog cloud spell. On the fog lasts until initiative count twenty on the next round. These guys being kind of sea guys, they will hang out in their big coastal cave. Uh, and can consequently make the the ocean area a little bit more difficult to traverse. Alternatively, uh, they can create a sort of thunderclap in the area on a point that the dragon can see within 120 feet of it. Uh, And then every creature within that 20-foot radius has to make a DC 15 con save or take 5, 5, 1d10 thunder damage and be deafened until the end of the next turn. Right, so like kind of slight debuff stuff. Yeah. Their regional effects are a little bit more like, you know, coastal and weathery. Basically, once per day, the dragon can do a control weather spell. Uh, it doesn't need to be outdoors. It can get just kind of like, oh, I'm feeling storms today. There we go. <laughs> and that's kind of fun. I also like the idea of the opposite, where like, oh my god, the worst storm I've ever seen in my life. Where can we go? Well, there's that weird six-mile gap <laughs> straight ahead. It's just clear it's skies. It's just clear skies. Rainbows over there. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Alternatively, and this is a lot prettier, uh, the dragon, uh, within six miles of its lair, can make the underwater plant life look very beautiful and dazzling. Dazzling hues. Yeah. Which is wild. (laughs) Which is wild, and also kind of coincidental, because Travis and I just played a game two weeks ago where we took a big trip across the ocean. Yeah, we did do that. And there were some glowing plants in the area, and now I'm suspicious. That did happen, didn't it? That did it? happen, didn't it? <laughs> hmm. Really neither here nor there for the purposes of those <laughs> listening. Just an interesting thing that I'm now grumpy we hadn't gotten a dragon sooner about. Hmm. 
Very lastly, the dragon can also create uh, various illusory sounds within their lair, such as soft music and strange echoes, uh, so that you know they can either be heard in various parts of the lair or just like have ambiance. It's got lo-fi. Yeah, it's got lo-fi. <laughs> lo-fi and then, like, beats uh, you can chill. Yeah, and like a do war too. Yeah, I don't know the... lo- lo-fi beats to kill too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In terms of their like hard mechanical stuff. Bronze dragons, they uh, they have a little bit higher AC. They have an AC of 22. They get the swim speed, right? Oh, and the previous dragon, they could burrow. I uh, feel like yeah. I should have mentioned that. Whatever. Yeah. Um, CR 22, they have amphibious. They can breathe water. Uh, their breaths, they have the lightning breath because they're water-based. They also have the, to my mind, the most fun breath. Not necessarily the <laughs> safest, but definitely the most fun. <sighs> Maybe. They... So this is repulsion breath. They're basically Fusrada, uh, where they shoot out a just like a blast of energy in a 30-foot cone. Everything within it has to succeed on like a crazy high DC 23 strength save or just get pushed 60 feet away from the dragon. I'll tell you what. This mm. would have been one probably like my favorite or the most fun if it was a 60-foot cone. Mm. Just because I feel like the it's too small. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll buy that. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, I... Yeah, I, I I honestly can't think of, like, a non-lethal way to use this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I get, like, oh, I'm not hurting them, I'm just blowing them away, like Batman. But I do like the idea, like, the Batmobile in Batman Arkham Asylum, not like Batman has wind blast powers. Yeah, because it doesn't say it knocks them prone, which kind of takes out the, like, it's for knocking flying things out of the sky. Or just, like, getting away from danger, maybe. Yeah, if... if... <laughs> I imagine it just, like, he's on the ship negotiating with the captain. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of people try to, like, storm the ship. And he's like, hold on. Oh! <laughs> just shoots Whoa. them all out into the sea. So that's the other fun one is, like, <laughs> oh, we're at the edge of this cliff. Hey, buddy, could you uh, take care of some stuff for us? Uh, which would be quite good. I should also mention they do get a little skill bonus. They get uh, plus 10 to their insight, which is which is fine right like yeah. since these guys are the ones that kind of scope out danger that feels sensible right like they're good at getting a, a sense of who's who's doing what for what purposes i was just thinking about it because i uh meant to bring this up at the beginning uh of the episode when we started talking about metallic dragons get two different breath weapons mm-hmm. why do metallic dragonborn get stuck with the elemental one because that sounds Really great. Like, it could have been a fucking ballpark hit Yeah. if they had just let you... Because then it's, like, boring, right? Yeah. No, how it is right now kind of sucks. Yeah. Because it's just, like, gold and red dragonborn are the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I do agree. Uh, yeah. I, I would not be opposed to, like, a really, like, DC5 sleep yeah, breath or whatever. Yeah, for sure. It would, have, it would be, like, toned, right? Yeah. It would be toned down. Because they already have, like, innate spellcasting DCs on the breath weapons, mm. and they're not high. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, yeah, that that does make sense. I would I would buy that. Feel free to throw that... I'm sure somebody's already done it, but Oh, for sure. It's just, it felt weird to way. me that they went out of their way to, like, make Metallic Dragonborn. Yeah. But not give them... Yeah. The thing that makes Metallic Dragons, like, special. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If only because I think it would be fun to see. I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> a Fusrodal Dragonborn. Or, yeah, of course. Or just the, the sleep for, I don't know, one minute yeah, Dragonborn. There you go. <laughs> Nap time. Goodbye. Pat, pat. <laughs> one round. Just... Mm-hmm. 
And that's in addition to all the other stuff they get, right? They get their their attacks and their legendary actions and whatnot. Their chain shapens. Mm-hmm, their chain shapens. Uh, and they are immune to lightning in the same way that the previous dragon was immune to fire. They also have, like, crazy high HP. It's 444. Yeah, uh, the, which is... What's the CR on this one? 22. The last one was 20, and it had, like, 200-something. Yeah, it's not the most. Ancient Gold Dragons have an insane amount. Uh, but that that was quite a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, it's a big jump. Yeah, um, quite a, quite a big jump. One. Next one up is Copper. Uh, I, I honestly, like, I kind of like the way these guys look. It does, it feels a little standard dragony, but it feels, like, like Dark Souls-y, right? Yeah. Like, it's a little dark fantasy. Um, well, it's be- Because, like, parts of it look, maybe it's just the way it's painted, but part mm-hmm. of them look, like, kind of wispy and tent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They aren't, like, just a solid dragon scale horns. Yeah. It's kind of, it's almost difficult to tell what's going on. So they have, like, the, like, ridges along their jaw. Um, I like their coloration quite a bit. It's like this deep, kind of reddishy copper that goes into like a blue along its yeah. Ta- it, it, like it its does the whole wings. like copper coin thing, which yeah. is the oxidization or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which is quite cool. Uh, their eyes are quite interesting, which I think helps kind of lend itself to this Dark Souls thing. You can't see their so the book tells us eventually that their eyes fade over time, mm. uh, and the one that we get in this book, this ancient one, you can't even like see its eyes. It's, they're just shadows, and yeah. it's kind of darkest dungeon. It's a little. It's kind of Dark Souls, kind of Darkest Dungeon, and it's quite cool. Yeah, I for sure like... I like this art a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks very cool. Yeah, it's definitely like a standardy dragon. Like, there's no big cartoon. Like, it has two horns along its head, but there's nothing, like, really inventive about its design. Yeah. It's, I think, just, like, the pure coloration is kind of what does it for me, for this guy. For sure. And the... For me, because you know me, I like art styles and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the kind of painterly art style that this yeah, has. Yeah, it's very, very pretty. In terms of the lore, uh, this might be runner-up for my favorite. I don't know. I don't know. I do like Brass Dragons quite a bit. Oh, that. speaking of Brass Dragons, I actually wanted to show you the art real quick. Oh, yeah, show me. At one point, it seems like in 3rd edition, they forgot <laughs> what dragon was what. Uh-huh. Because copper dragons just looked like brass dragons. Whoa, that's crazy. They just had the same thing. They have the wing thing. Yeah, yeah. the wing fins all the way down. They mm. just... And, like, the heads... The head, instead of being kind of like the way it is now, mm. had, like, the the harsh yeah. red dragon thing going yeah, on. Yeah, like, the really, like, sharp, sharp horns going into the back. Yeah, and I, I think they, like, were starting to phase it out. And fourth, you can mm. still see it does kind of trail down to the tail, but it's not yeah. as... Yeah, but not as not as clear. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. And then, well, I guess that's not true. Second edition looks like yeah, this. it looks like brr. First edition looks like the brass dragon, but Ooh. it doesn't have the derpy face. No, I think it <laughs> seems like its distinguishing feature is like the chin spikes kind of thing that they do. Yeah, like the sideburns. Yeah, those dragon burns. <laughs> dragon burns. In terms of their lore, uh, these guys are kind of fun. They're like the pranksters. They're in the same way that the green ones were manipulative. These are the good flip of that in that they're just kind of like tricky, right? So they tend to be a little bit more miserly. Um, They're kind of like those, not like Scrooge McDuck in the evil way, but like Scrooge (laughs) McDuck in the good way. They hold onto their hordes, uh, but instead of just eating people that threaten them, they just kind of like fuck with them. (laughs) 
book tells us that they like uh, that they like jokes, they appreciate wit, they like stories, they like riddles. The book tells us explicitly that any creature that kind of stumbles upon them that doesn't have a good sense of humor, they're, they tend to be annoyed by and just ignore. Yeah. Uh, the book tells us that they are particularly fond of bon- bards. Uh, so that, you know, the ding on the meteor, it's, it's back it, up. it goes back up. Back which, up. by the way, I feel like we skipped over. Oh, shit, you're We skipped right. over uh, Bronze Dragons. Uh, too plain Jane. Yeah, too plain Jane. Jane. <laughs> I would not, not, not enthused. Yeah. Um, the book tells us that they would carve out like a part of their like, copper dragons. They'll carve out a part of their lair uh, as a nice little like bard shack uh, such that the, the bard can tell them about stories and play music for them and whatnot. Uh, consequently, like, they super value companionship in the same way that, uh, the brass ones do. Uh, in terms of their, like, hoard, they like gemstones and precious metals and, and whatnot. They're about things of the earth. Yeah, they're about things of the earth. Uh, and consequently, it's kind of fun. Uh, the, if, if this is one of their many tricks, they're so wacky. If a copper dragon knows that somebody's specifically looking for a thing in their horde, they'll mislead them and tell them it's like way on the other side of the forest uh, and kind of send them on big crazy goose chases while they just kind of watch and chuckle to themselves dressed up as a squirrel or whatever. If you want the magical diamond, you'll have to go through this maze as it's putting the diamond yeah. in its pocket. Yeah, it does like dog <laughs> thing where it drops the gem as it chucks it. <laughs> So in terms of like dingometer, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's all the benefits of a brass dragon with none of the like downsides, right? The only downside is that it gets really needy about jokes, right? Yeah, if, I guess. If, if it ever tells you a stinker, you gotta force yourself to laugh, you know? Uh, yeah. I guess that is purely dependent on how good they are at telling jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're old as hell and they have great memories. That's and... true. They probably got some bangers in there. Yeah. Let me check what the what their charisma do though. Oh, it's a 19. They're probably good enough They've at telling you. probably got their... some good things. Yeah, yeah you know what? Fine. Yeah, I, right. I think that this is a pretty strong contender for most dingusing. I'll put it, I'll put it on the Steam review. Recommend. But yeah. watch yourself. Yeah, careful. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, don't play too much of it in case you want to return. <laughs> in terms of their mechanical stuff, uh, they have 21 AC. They have 21 challenge rating. Uh, they have a little bit lower health. Their skills, they're good at... Deception, right? Deception's their thing because they're the tricksy one. They're also acid damage dragons, right? So they're immune to acid and they breathe acid. Uh, Their alternate breath is a slowing gas, which is kind of cool. I kind of dig it. Yeah. Um, They exhale a gas in a 90-foot cone and everything in that cone has to make a DC 22 con save. Or, which is nuts. Yeah, which is nuts. Like, <laughs> uh, Alternatively, or, and if they fail, they basically get the effects of slow the spell where... Uh, they can't take reactions, their speed's halved, and they can't make more than one attack on their turn. Uh, and then uh, on top of all of that, they can either do an action or a bonus action and not both. And you can repeat the save on each of the at the end of each of your turns. Yeah. Interestingly, doesn't slow lower your AC too? Yeah, so, so it, it does. It does it it's not quite as that, bad. Which is good. Yeah. Which, which is good, because it's harder to save out of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, you can still do this like two or three times a fight, so it's still kind of dangerous. Yeah. In terms of their lair action stuff, uh, they can shoot spikes out the ground at a spot within 120 feet of them. Uh, it's basically spike growth the spell, but the action. I'm not totally familiar with what spike growth the spell does. Uh, spike growth, let me... I'm read. imagining What's it's the like... lair action say it does? Uh, so... It's, 20 foot radius? Yeah, 20 foot radius. Yeah, I'm pretty sure spike growth is the one where for every five feet of movement you go over it, you take like 2d4 damage. Mm, caltrips, basically. It's but, like, yeah. But a spell, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. Uh, good way to slow mobility. And in fact, this one 
like in terms of like the fight thing, I think I kind of like these more than uh, Brass Dragons because I, I like the idea of like, oh, they're just slowed as opposed to unconscious, right? That feels like I'm still being threatened as the player personally. Yeah. So I think I, I like these guys a little bit more in terms of what they are about. It is also a really neat combination to have the ability to make like a dangerous spiky area and then also slow down the enemy inside of that dangerous yeah. spiky area. Yeah, it's a cool combo. Uh, and just for completion's sake, um, bronze dragons, since they do like a lot of fighting, I'm not super about them. I like the like force push kind of thing. Right. But in terms of like a straight fight, I would prefer a debuffer more than like a, I'm going to take care of your problems for you kind of dragon. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they can do in their lair action is they basically just turn a 10 foot square area that they can see within 120 feet of them into deep mud and everything that you know uh is in the area when the mud appears has to make a dc 15 deck save or get stuck and restrained in the mud alternatively you can take an action to uh on your turn make a dc 15 strength check and get yourself out of there or free someone else out of there um but on top of that the mud is difficult terrain uh in a way it costs two feet of movement to do like one foot of traversal um and interestingly this is like uh kind of on a time crunch because on the <laughs> next round the mud will harden and the strength you see to gets up to go to get out goes up to 20 i didn't realize that part i skipped that little last sentence because yeah. i thought it was just more about the mud yeah which is kind of cool <laughs> like funny. i dig it again like since it just restrains i feel like it's a little bit more cool for the players yeah uh than it would be for for just to just like knock them out or whatever with sleep in terms of the regional effects that they get, uh, they can make... This is kind of, like, cute. Uh, they can kind of create magic carvings of themselves smiling, the book says, <laughs> uh, that just, like, kind of hang out in the area within six miles of them. It's just little graffiti. Of yeah, the just, like, little dragon graffiti. On, like, rocks and trees that yeah. you walk by, just like, what the... Which is cute. I like the idea of its graffiti. I also like the idea of it just, like, growing that way naturally. Like, yeah. naturally, in quotes. Uh, we, I don't know. Either or it seems cool to me. Um, alternatively, this is uh, kind of like the, the good version of the green dragon thing, where small, like, rodents and birds, small beasts uh, that are normally unable to speak gain the magical ability to speak and understand draconic when they're within a mile of the lair. Uh, and they, they like the dragon, they speak well of the dragon, but they will not tell you where the dragon's lair is. This is so much, I like this so much more than the green dragon mm. thing. Just the idea that, like, all of the forest animals talk to you. Yeah, in draconic. In draconic, <laughs> Oh, yeah. look at this cute little bird. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Do we have anyone that speaks to draconic? No? I feel like we missed out on a real prime opportunity in this place. Oops. <laughs> and then, very lastly... Uh, and perhaps silliestly, uh, intelligent creatures within a mile of the dragon's lair are prone to fits of giggling. Even serious matters suddenly seem amusing, as the book says. This makes me, like, rethink what the slowing breath does to you. Uh, oh, like a, like a giggle <laughs> gas. giggle gas, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I do like that, yeah. And you just, it's like dragon's hideous laughter yeah, but you're just like it, it makes you just a little bit high yeah i can only take an action or but i can't do both yeah. man that, that's fun i do like that so in the way that D D is sometimes just like uh fun improv exercises i do like like in the same way as i like a lot of the long and short-term madnesses uh i like this is just like hey role play with this on top yeah. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> scenes from a hat that kind of stuff gold dragons are neat <laughs> yeah 
I I do like the way they look. I don't think it's cool, but I like the way they look. It's pretty silly. I will say, when you see where they came from, you'll understand how they ended up the way they are today. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. So, artistically, it's a dragon. It's totally gold, of course. It doesn't even, like, there aren't even, like scale detailing it looks like you just dipped the dragon in gold yeah uh, there's like the underside is sort of a paler silvery yeah. gold yeah but... but like on its like hide proper there's no leatheriness it's like you've just dipped your dragon in gold yeah um in terms of its like facial structure it looks like uh it looks east asian in a way right so it has like a set of long whiskers along its mouth and then like droopy tail fins as well <laughs> yeah which are quite 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 fun it also has the double fins that go along uh, the back of its spine, and it, I can't quite tell from the picture, but I think its wings do the leaf thing as well, if uh, I had to guess. Vaguely. They kind of, they're just interspersed in mm. the spines down the yeah, tail. Yeah, the... so it's just a double fin that kind of extends along the, the back, kind of like a carp. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Like, we've talk, we talk about this every now and again, but I do like it whenever they kind of incorporate various other like cultural design cues so this one is kind of like i feel like i should be fighting this guy in sekiro or something like that yeah absolutely uh and so it's cool to see something kind of east asian kind of japanese inspired uh on top of what is like the most powerful dragon more or less yeah yeah it's the most yeah yeah (laughs) it's the same cr as an ancient red dragon but it gets a whole bunch of crazy shit on top it gets its crazy shit on top so yeah i would say this is yeah um the the old art, it's very weird mm. because 4th edition kind of just looks like how it does now, but it looks a little more... Uh, like a little bit more wizened. Yeah. Like its whiskers are longer. A little more soulsy. Yeah. Just kind of, it has like the dragon horn thing. Yeah. Instead of the 5th edition, which like goes out, yeah. these ones go back. Yeah, it's a little bit more dramatic and um, threatening, just a tad. And I guess looking at this now, it's kind of just a cue from third edition. The mm. wing thing is more prominent in yeah. this, where it goes down to the tail. I like it quite a bit. It's pretty good. It's yeah. a good motif. Mm-hmm. And I, I also like how its beard is thicker in these earlier editions. I yeah. like the beard quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, first and second edition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny you say. Yeah, it's more or less explicitly like. Yeah, it's a Shenron. Yeah, we got a real Shenron going on. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly that. Yeah. It's and then they were like, oh, we're yeah. a game about Western-style dragons. And yeah. They just kind of put yeah, they made facial hair on a Western dragon. Yeah, instead of serpentine, they made it a little bit more uh, European dragon-shaped. Yeah. Which is whatever, fine. In terms of their lore, uh, these guys, honestly, they're probably like the lowest on the, the dingometer, if you had to ask yeah. me. These are, so these are like the hard paladins, right? These are lawful good. They fight evil. Uh... Kind of cutely, they literally eat their wealth. Like, literally, they eat the rich. They <laughs> Their diet, the book tells us, consists of about anything, but they prefer to eat pearls and gems. Um, generally speaking, consequently, like, whatever they hoard is ideally, like, tasty, right? Like, they prefer to whatever gifts they're given. They prefer it to be something that they, they want to eat. Um, in terms of their disposition, the book tells us that these guys are the most kind of aloof of the dragons, right? They don't usually hang out with other dragons. Uh, they will tend to be like, if they're gonna intersperse with people, they'll usually do it disguised. 
and it's kind of like passing stuff, like a thank you, kind stranger kind of things, right? Yeah. So the book tells us that they'll usually like, in the guise of a peddler, they will regularly visit like towns and whatnot in order to just like listen to gossip or kind of cutely, uh, the book says that they'll patronize good businesses, right? Like a good mom and pop store. It'll yeah. just walk in and dump a thousand gold in for whatever <laughs> service, which I like quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, support your community. Um, and then we'll just kind of variously like, you know, quietly, anonymously do good works in, in the area. Alternatively, the dragon might turn into an animal and just be like a cool dog that follows a, a sad kid. For a same bit. same shit as with Bahamut. Watch who you fuck with yeah. in the cities, man. Don't. I love that. Like, don't make if there's a golden retriever on the street, leave it be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't mess with that. Gross yellow cat. Maybe it's sick, <laughs> or maybe it's God. Maybe it's sick. Who can say? Oh, I hate it. It's sick. Yeah, but feed it because it might be the most powerful monster aside from Tarasks. And then the book very quickly tells us that um, they will usually, you know, they guard their stuff and that they will usually employ magic uh, in order to make sure that all of their stuff stays in one spot. Yup. Yup. In terms of their lair actions, uh, this is actually my favorite, like, weird magic. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I was keeping this as a surprise for myself <laughs> because I was given that... Yep. Yeah. So I'm glad, I, I'm glad I waited. You caught that reaction live. Basically, <laughs> uh, on initiative count twenty, they can, and this is like the less cool thing. Bear in mind, this is the least cool thing that they can do. Uh, they can see the future briefly, uh, and it basically works like foresight the spell, where they get advantage on attack rolls and ability checks and saves until the next initiative count twenty. Uh, so that's cool. Other thing that it can do is a single creature that the dragon can see within 120 feet of it has to succeed on a DC 15 charisma save, charisma save, which is the thing that people usually have the least of, or be banished into a dream plane, another plane of existence. They basically get banishment as a lair action. Uh, to escape, the creature has to use an action to make a charisma check contested by the dragons, which like that ain't gonna work. If you win, you can escape the dream plane. Otherwise, uh, you're just stuck there until initiative count 20 on the next round. So it works effectively like banishment, which is my favorite spell. Uh, so like, yeah, I, I dig these guys quite a bit, even if the lore doesn't quite work for me. Like yeah. their lair action's quite cool. In terms of the regional effects, whenever a creature that understands a language can sleep or, you know, elf sleep, basically do trance or reverie or whatever, within six miles of the dragon's lair, you can establish, the dragon can establish a telepathic contact with the creature. It basically does dreams uh, whenever it wants. Then very lastly, uh, just like very pretty mist shows up within six miles of the lair. Uh, it's not obscurative. It's just like really pretty. It kind of looks haunting whenever an evil creature uh, comes nearby. But other, other than that, it's just like a pretty mist, very, very Sekiro, very like, you know, Ukiyo-e. That's that's cute. Mm -hmm. And then very very lastly, uh, pearls and gems just look prettier. <laughs> they shed a dim light in a five foot radius. Yeah, man, dr gold dragon horde vaults must be bright. Re yeah, blazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which you know is cool and might be a fun way to like, oh, shadows are attacking us. Where do we go? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, open your bag. It's full of gems. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like like. The Doinkometer is low. I don't think bards should waste their time with this aloof kind of dragon because they don't even want the attention. Uh, but in terms of, like, fight stuff, I feel like as long as you're not using the ban... I mean, like, again, 
the banishment stuff would have to be in your lair anyway. So like that probably isn't going to happen to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I, I like, I mean, just cause I like banishment a lot. And since it's a single target thing, yeah, that doesn't feel quite so bad. It lasts like one, yeah. one full round. Yeah, it's like, here, take a break, get yourselves back together. It oh, is a yeah. wild combination, though, that it's basically like the order of events is round one, it has advantage on all attacks. Round two, it bandaged somebody. Round yeah. three, it has advantage on all attacks. Yeah. That's a wild, like... Yeah, gold dragons, they're <laughs> quite tough. In fact, almost the toughest. Because in terms of their mechanics, they're CR24 creature, same as red dragons. These are the sort of analogous creature they have a crazy high ac of 22 they have an obscene amount of hp they have 546 hp uh and they get swim speed as their special kind of movement they're immune to fire they're kind of fire dragons their skill bonuses they get a persuasion and an insight bonus so they're kind of just good at being good dudes um they are amphibious they can breathe air and water, which is kind of cool for a fire dragon. They can just kind of hang out wherever. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of, you know, it does strike me again as like a Sekiro thing that feels like a, or like Zelda, right? Like the dragons can just pop out of wherever. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat to me that like the there's the red dragon, which is like, I'm all about fire and only fire and everything's fire. And then mm-hmm. the gold dragon is like, I have all of the fire things and I like water. Yeah. I do, I'm the best of both worlds. Yeah, it just like hangs out wherever. Uh, in terms of their breath... The, they get their fire breath. They also get a weakening breath, which is also kind of cool. Uh, I also kind of dig it because it is more like, a, I'm going to help set you up and not like, I'm going to take care of your problems for you kind of thing. In fact, this feels like, aside from the fire damage, which does a ridiculous amount of damage to whatever happens to be in the area, it's a 90 foot cone uh, and does 13 D10 fire damage. The weakening breath, it's uh, in a 90 foot cone, every creature in that area has to do a DC 24 strength save or have disadvantage on strength-based attack rolls and strength checks and strength saves for one minute. And obviously you can repeat the save at the end of each of your turns, which feels like a lot more, it honestly doesn't even feel like that. Like what if you're fighting a bunch of assassins, yeah, right? Like this might monks. not, yeah, this might not be anything, <laughs> right? So that kind of feels cool in terms of like the fight one. Like I just have this really big friend that <laughs> can do some damage, but isn't going to like win the fight for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot that it was only strength checks, not mm-hmm. just attack rolls, because I was like, wow, that's pretty strong. But yeah, I hadn't yeah. considered Well, like, I mean, like, it works NPCs in your favor. NPCs can use finesse. Yeah, and it does work in your favor if it's, like, demons or whatever, because most of those big angry monsters, like, another red dragon would dominantly use strength checks. True. Uh, so it could be very helpful, or it could not be very helpful, and I like that versatility of, like, oh, how do I want, you know, I know they're going to have... Godric the gold dragon, <laughs> do I want to give them like a big angry beast and have the dragon be super helpful? Or do I want to give them like the shadow league or whatever and have the dragon be helpful, but not as helpful. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. I like that quite a bit. So and it's, you know, it in the same way that it likes both fire and water, it also is very low on the doink scale and very high on the fight scale for me personally. Okay. I... I think the the doing, the doing scale is right even in the middle for me because oh, yeah? I do like how it's very personable. Oh yeah, it, while in disguise. Yeah, so, you, <laughs> you want that anonymous. Yeah, feel. anonymous doink. It's mm-hmm. the, he's the Tinder of dragons. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Then very lastly, we have I think is my favorite. I don't know. At the end of this, by one after all this is said and done, I might like brass a little bit more, um, but I'm not entirely sure. Silver dragons. 
Uh, these guys, in terms of the art, like, I do like the way they're shaped. It's a very good pose. It's, like, the full art, so it's a very good pose. It's a very good, like, their skull <laughs> shape is quite, like, it's so dramatic. It's so, like, rah! They have, like, a smile, like, a literal, like, it feels like How to Train Your Dragon in a way. I just noticed also in the art that his face is doing a shadow on the wing. I oh. hadn't noticed that before. It's very good. That's, yeah, quite good. Good job lighting. And this is also, like, the most stately-looking dragon, right? There aren't any rags in its yeah. flat, or, like, in its wings or whatever. Everything's very smooth. Yeah, and then it has like this massive, wild-looking mohawk. <laughs> That's like kind of mohawk fin, yeah. Uh, that extends. <laughs> it's very sharp, extending all the way down its spine, which is quite cool. Yeah. It doesn't have like the leaf wing thing. There's um, not a lot of the, the the fins that just come out at a ninety-degree angle yeah, straight into the but, air. But like <laughs> such a choice to just. <laughs> it's so cool. It makes him look like a really rad skateboarder, uh, and I dig it. I love that. It's it's great because like that going straight up at a ninety degree angle, while his chin and jaw yeah, goes, goes down at a yeah. ninety degree angle. This is a so very good. yeah, this is a very pointy dragon, <laughs> uh, but still very friendly, right? Like it's like the cool alt person that yeah. hangs out at your hot topic. Yeah, and that's more or less how they get. That's more or less what they do in the lore. No, that's not strictly true. In the lore, we find out that these are like the most sociable, the most friendly looking uh, metallic dragons. And it's kind of cool. They're literally sharp, right? Like they're. They literally look sharp, which is like some fine visual punning, if I do may say so, if I do may say so. <laughs> Silver dragons, uh, they believe that living a good life involves doing good deeds and making sure that you're not, you know, doing evil, right? Like they're the most traditionally good of, of things. They don't like go out and fight evil, but rather they will, you know, oppose creatures that do evil Right, so like they 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 they're reactive in nature, <laughs> um, but they are the most like careful with the mortal races, like with them with humanoids and whatnot. Uh, the book tells us that they enjoy the company of other silver dragons, but that real that good good meat is in making friends with non dragons, right? And so they spend the book tells us as much time in humanoid form as they do in draconic form, and consequently they'll just like Gandalf it up, right? They'll be either cute or whatever and they'll just be nice and hang out <laughs> with people right yeah <laughs> they we're so much more interesting to them because yeah. we're just unreadable yeah. we're just I can't get a, a bunch of a bunch of crazy monkeys running in circles yeah <laughs> it reminds me of that um that new vegas npc that uh like fetishizes humans right and you can like scratch your nose to make her come <laughs> I'm sorry. Is yeah, an old world blues. Holy shit! You may not have so I... <laughs> play that. It's quite good. Um, <laughs> reminds me of that kind of thing. They're just kind of like preternaturally interested in what humans are about. Hmm. Kind of sadly, they do the Futurama thing. Those filthy motherfuckers. Merle's. They gave me the Futurama. So they uh, the Futurama. Yeah, they gave me the Futurama. Where because you know they're dragons, they don't quite have the best grasp of time. Uh. So if they get called away to like just do dragon stuff, either work on their hordes or fight evil or whatever. Uh, they might find that they've just been gone for centuries and that whatever friends they made have just gotten old and, and died away. Uh, but consequently, kind of adorably, uh, they're basically just like family lines of, of dragon friends, basically. Like, silver dragons will end up just befriending whatever descendants they have instead, and it's just the same whatever. That is very cute. It's kind of, yeah, it's quite, quite adorable. Generally speaking, they do, like, particularly uh, like humans. So they'll they'll make friends with elves and dwarves or whatever but they prefer 
creatures that live for like 70 years or less, right? Because they're the most weird and fascinating to them. Yeah. Uh, in terms of their preferred like treasure, they kind of like historical objects, right? So they like either currencies that have uh, for, for civilizations that have long since died or, you know, art or jewelry crafted by like very like important cultural objects and whatnot. Uh, the book tells us kind of cool that they like kind of coolly that they can either have like whole entire ships. Yeah, I love that. In their Intact horde. full ships. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> just like explore this entire ship. They can also have like whole like thrones and and crowns and all sorts <laughs> the of remains of kings and queens. Yeah, just there. Just taken out. Just there's the skull of of Henry V right there. Yeah. Uh, and just like entire big chunks of civilizations and their most important contraptions or whatever stuff they've, they've made. All of Da Vinci's things. Yeah, just made, all of his know? like his weird gyrocopter <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah, which is quite cool. <laughs> I like it quite a bit. Uh, the book tells us that they prefer like cold mountain areas. These are kind of the white dragon analogs, sort of. Yeah. Uh, where they hang out in the high places. Um, in terms of their lair actions on initiative count twenty. They can create a fog cloud. They can do the fog cloud thing that hangs out until the next round. Alternatively, they can do a like big cold wind that blows through their lair, and every creature within 120 feet of the dragon has to succeed on a DC 15 con save or take five 1d10 gold damage, uh, and you know it'll also kind of extinguish stuff in the area. In terms of their regional effect stuff, they can do the control weather spell thing. Uh, they can also do this uh, kind of cute thing where uh, they basically cast, like, naturally cast Featherfall on anything that's not evil in the area. So within one mile of the lair, anything that falls descends at a rate of 60 feet per round and doesn't take any falling damage, which is just kind of cute, right? <laughs> like, pretty good, yeah. Oh, I don't want any, any potential friends to get hurt on the mountain <laughs> climb. There you go, bud. And then on top of that, this is actually, I think, like, really cool. Yeah. Um, if the dragon has some days or you know x amount of time longer to work the dragon can turn clouds and fog that it's created or just in the area into like stone structures basically not like stone structures but like floating solid as stone structures and consequently it can like you know make layers out of just clouds and and build stuff on top of just clouds and whatnot which is quite cool that is incredibly good i'm always down for like a floating city or whatever it really does feel like they took all of the whimsy of dragons and waited to put it into these metallic dragons. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are way... I was really concerned when we did, when we finished uh, Chromatic Dragons, and I thought that... I was concerned that the rest of the dragons would be kind of boring, but these guys are actually really cool, and I love them quite a bit. Yeah. They're quite cute and good, and, and I like them quite a lot. In terms of the... And, like, so, so the lair actions are kind of whatever. They're not quite as cool as dream stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do like making stuff out of clouds, and that's quite cool. So in terms of, like, the fightometer, uh, these guys are pretty reliable, right? Like, it's kind of a I help you who help yourself kind of thing, except for the alternate breath that it gets, <laughs> which is kind of wild. Which is... Oh, boy! So their skills are more or less what you'd expect, right? Like, it's CR-23... It has a 30 strength. I can't remember how much ancient gold dragons are, but I feel like that was quite that's quite high. It is uh, uh, 30 as well. Oh, cool. So this is another very strong kind of dragon. It's It does cold, right? Colds its stuff. It's immune to cold. It does cold breath damage. Its alternative breath is called paralyzing breath. <clears throat> Take a wild guess. In a 90-foot cone, in a 90-foot cone, every creature 
has to succeed on a DC 24 con save. A DC, DC 24, 24 con, con save. Or be paralyzed for a minute. Paralyzed for one minute. A and minute. You, <laughs> and you repeat the saving, the DC 24 save at the end of each of your turns. So this is a, admittedly a little bit like, here you go. I'm just going to win this one for you guys. Yeah, Don't worry about shit, it. shit though. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's quite a, that's quite a, because you know, that's critical attacks for every melee attack on every on creature, every creature. In a 90 foot cone <laughs> yeah it almost like you know and we didn't talk about this but a way to balance it out is the range right so it does go very long which means that you got to make sure that there aren't any of your guys in there yeah otherwise it's going to be a big mess uh but that's still quite a lot quite a yeah. lot there you can fit a lot of monsters in a 90 foot cone <laughs> yeah yeah uh so that is an entire army of goblins <laughs> yeah that's not great <laughs> Uh, so the, the fight ability is a little shaky. Uh, the doink ability is quite big. Big doink ability. Yeah. Many generations of just talking to humans a lot. Yeah. Knows what a lot of doinkin's about. Yeah. Alternatively bad, he keeps telling me how he doinked my grandma. And he will not stop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, because they're the most social, they have the greatest social graces. They have... I guess that's true, but when he met me, he said, oh, I think I doinked your grandma once. <laughs> and well, I just... <laughs> That might be hard to let go of, but consider, you know, it does have all the benefits, right? I guess like that's true, yeah. it, it might just go away for X amount of time and you never have so you get the you get the Tinder feel. That's Alternatively, true. you don't have to worry about it turning into a dog or something like with gold dragons. <laughs> that's true. That's very good. Uh so so there you go. Probably the highest on the doink obviously. I I would consider sure. that this is the most perhaps the most doinkable, aside from the one that specifically likes bards. Uh I I think that for us us aloof folk, uh, this might be the most doinkable of dragons for the the discerning bard. Real quick, did you want to see? Yeah, me? show me some older because I'm curious is, how the sharp look goes. This one has changed profoundly, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first, whatever you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Blah. yeah. Second is oh, the most detailed horns. second edition one I've ever yeah, seen, and yeah, it looks. Quite a lot of line work, yeah. Weird. Yeah, it does look like a lot. Third is our boy. Hey, got the mohawk. It looks more even, like a mohawk. Yeah, it points even out further. That's quite cool. <laughs> Fourth edition, they went weird. Mm-hmm. They changed it up completely. Ooh. His whole silhouette is different. Yeah. He's still got a mohawk, but it looks it's a it's a different color. Yeah. So it looks like hair more. To yeah. Me. It definitely like it has like a hard beard. It looks like a lion dragon. Yeah. It's fins still. Yeah. It's but fins, it looks, but it looks like hair. Like uh, yeah, a big long goatee and a mohawk. It's kind of cool. It's kind of doofy. I kind of like it. Yeah. And it's just like it's got skinnier all around, mm-hmm. pretty much. And yeah. then fifth, obviously, and then we fifth, came back. Pointy boy came back to third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, this one has two. I just noticed this one has two fingers on top of its wings. Oh, yeah. The other one's only hung. It's graspy. That's, that's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that is dragons. Almost. Uh, <laughs> almost. Yeah, we have one more. It doesn't count. Doesn't. You're right. Not a true dragon. Doesn't count. Yeah. Only true dragons in this house. Yeah. So in terms of like doing fight stuff, like I've kind of hinted at this entire time, I would be careful of winning the fight for the players unless it's specifically like all hope is lost yeah uh and then we're turning the tides and oh god everybody's almost dead and then the silver dragon comes down and paralyzes all the bad guys there you go bud yeah um consequently you know you can go back and listen to it i i think i prefer the ones that are a little bit less you know i'm gonna solve your problem for you and a little bit more like i'm just gonna debuff like i think gold dragons are quite the best in the fight 
because for sure they're they're just a big scary dragon, but they're not necessarily gonna end the fight for you. Yeah, that's fair. Um, doink ability, silver. Silver for sure. I'm I think I'm still stuck around in terms of the dragon I personally like most. Do like brass. Brass is very good. Brass is quite good. A little little too chatty. Yeah, a little too chatty. I do like copper. I don't know. It does lead to good bits though. It does lead to good bits. Well, I'll think about it a little bit more. I'll think about it a little bit more because I think I I do because like silver. I silver just... is really close for brass. It's me. It's brass up yeah. top, but silver right up there. Yeah, I like the way they look quite a bit. In terms of like personality, I like gold quite a lot. Like I do like the idea of just like ah, oh, here fair. here's two thousand dollars. Bye. Yeah, like helping helping home businesses. Yeah, and stuff. just like a good, good upstanding person. Yeah, that uh, is very good. That's... Metallic dragons are just better than yeah, they are just on the because I can't like. <laughs> Yeah. Can you remember a single thing about any of the Karate They're all dragons? covetous and vile and, and e- they're strong but powerful. One of, them, one of them like slavery, I think? Yeah. Maybe no, not great. Not great. Not, no. White ones are dumb. White ones are dumb. It's all like... Yep. The end. No, I like... They're, they're just so much more flavor and, and cutesy little details in this. They... I mean, like, they are the titular monster. Uh, and I think, it, at least in terms of metallic dragons, they, they, they hit the ball out the park. Yeah. I think so. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave us a good review wherever you feel like. Just uh, wherever. I this time I'm I would like like a skywriting kind of thing. Oh. Like if you can get a plane or just like a really long banner that says Tooth and Nail is really good. I like the way they talk into the microphone. If I <laughs> were to do a podcast, a I would do banner. exactly, yeah, it's a very long banner. I would do exactly like they would love and then put your name, your whole name. You will maybe need three planes flying back to back, each good. with a banner on them. But... That's good. I like that quite a bit. <laughs> if you didn't like this episode of To The Nail, uh, then I suggest you take your airplanes and put them somewhere else, <laughs> ideally in nerdsmith.org, where you'll find so many good uh, various uh, shows and actual play podcasts and streams uh, and tutorials and just like stuff. Yeah. In the meantime, what is a good creature comfort for dragons? We cannot. It can't be doinkin. No. It can't be doinkin. Careful what you careful what you doink, but also be careful what you hit. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> be kind. Be, yeah, kind be kind to everyone you see. Yeah. Because you'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Or also, you should just be good because yeah, just otherwise, be good society anyways, collapses. Yeah. That's true. Um, but don't have an ulterior motive. About yeah, it. <laughs> don't have an ulterior motive. That's our creature comfort. <laughs> there we Stop go. Stop having ulterior motives. Just be good. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Damn, it. <laughs> damn it. Bye. Bye.